Hey, you nostalgic birthday boys. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. <laughs> I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. Our show is brought to you by the Radio Meanwhile Network. Other shows on the network include This and Dorian Life, previously on X-Men, and 90s Music Got Me Like. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Facebook or Twitter at Here We Go Pod. Please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Today, we're discussing Beverly Hills 90210 Season 6, the finale. You say it's your birthday, parts one and two. We've done it. Another Beatles yeah. reference? Well, close. Very kind close. Kind of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards, professional ethics. Week need not apply. This episode originally aired on May 22nd, 1996. Several birthdays to mention today. May 27th, Michael Steger, who played Navid in the CW years, turned 16. Mm-hmm. On June 1st, Tom Holland was born. Oh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> Just a little baby. <laughs> June 4th, Vincent Young, who played Noah in the later years, turned 31. And on June 13th, two birthdays, Jamie Walters turned 27. Ray. And Cody Smith-McPhee, who is Nightcrawler in the later X-Men films, was born. That's right. Shout out to previously on X-Men. Woo woo. He was also in uh, that movie that was nominated last year. Can't Mm. think of what it's called. The Cowboy Movie. Oh, yeah. You're the dog? Cumberbatch. You're you're the dog? Power of the dog. Power Power of the dog. dog. Okay. Great movie. Movies, May 22nd, Mission Impossible, uh, exclamation bump, mark. Bump, 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 I was just bump, saying bump. we should, I should rewatch those, even though yeah. we just kind of, it feels like we just rewatched them. It was a while ago. But the new one's coming out, and I haven't seen the first one in a really long time. So. Listen, I know you know this story, Kendra, but it's still a trauma for me. When the first Mission Impossible came out, we were all super excited about it. I was in high school, so I was around like 13, just the right age to see a PG-13 movie. And my my good friend, Dan Christo, God love him, won tickets on the radio to go see an early screening and came and spoiled the ending for everyone. Uh, what a monster. And I sat there the whole time thinking like, maybe he's wrong. Maybe he's wrong. Maybe he was messing with us. But no, he that was the real ending. So that yeah. that's some I know some psychopath. I know stuff. I don't right know. There. Yeah, I don't know. I hate it when people spoil things for me. I know. May 24th, Spy Hard with Leslie uh, Nielsen. I also saw Spy Hard in theaters. Dan Christo did not spoil this for me. Oh, thank goodness. Weird Al does the theme song, and it's a parody of the James Bond openings, and it's very funny. Love it. And May 31st, Dragonheart with Sean Connery. Oh, speaking of James Bond, I have not seen Dragonheart, so I certainly didn't see it in theaters. I feel like I've seen parts of it, but I could be thinking of a different dragon movie. I don't know. Okay. There's so many dragon movies out there. TV, May 28th, Mystery Science Theater 3000 aired its final episode on Comedy Central. It would later be revived on the Sci-Fi Channel and then again on Netflix. You know, I never finished the Netflix era. Did you? I did not. We watched more than I thought we did. I think we watched like six episodes or something. Yeah, we watched a bunch of them together, but we never went the distance. June 10th, The Rosie O'Donnell Show debuted. Oh, I loved The Rosie O'Donnell Show. It was so fun. 
I loved that theme song. I love how she, whatever, whoever the guest was, she would sing a little like, I couldn't be more merry because today is Halle Berry or whatever. You know, <laughs> it was like a different one every time. I, I loved the show. It was on at four o'clock. I got home from school, watched the Rosie O'Donnell show. Loved it. I'd shoot a koosh ball at you right now. And July 22nd, The Daily Show debuted on Comedy Central with host Craig Kilborn. <gasps> yes. Kendra, listen. How I fortuitous. The- you were just in New York City. <laughs> I, know. I know. Watching the Daily Show taping. Super exciting. I'm uh, I'm an old school Daily Show fan. I remember watching it in high school and uh, finally got to see it. It was like a bucket list thing to go to a taping. And so I did. And it was Leslie Jones was the guest host. Charlemagne the God was the guest. Uh, and if you watch it, you can definitely see me and my wife like front and center in the audience. So <laughs> super fun. I did. It's very exciting. Yeah, right. I know. Are you a huge Charlemagne the God fan now that you, you know, saw his interview? I, when it was like announced as the guest, I was like, mm, whatever, you know, but I actually really was interested in like his book and the things he was saying and stuff. So yeah, I got to read it now. Video games, May 13th, Kirby's block ball drops on Game Boy. I never played a Kirby game. I don't know why. I have, well, I've never played one all the way through, but once I played with my cousin, uh, when he was little, this was a long time ago, and I was so bad at it that he just sucked me into his mouth and carried me through the whole level. <laughs> we used to, going back even further than that, in like the old Chip and Dale game on the on the regular Nintendo, you could pick up the other characters. So it was like one of us was really bad at like jumping from ledge to ledge and just be like, all right, get over here. Pick him <laughs> up. Good times. All right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. <laughs> I, I'm delighted to because I've got a fun one for you today, Kendra. In 2023, Brian Austin Green reprised the role of David Silver for an extended gag in episode six of that 90s show on Netflix. In the episode, Leah Foreman is having boy troubles and attempts to determine if she's more of a Brenda or a Kelly. The character Ozzy admits to having had a confusing sex dream about Andrea. So That's funny. the funniest character they could have picked. It was. For it that. was funny. <laughs> I mean, I was all in when it was like she was just saying, Am I Brenda or Kelly? And then like, they do like they cut to a faux version of the intro with that 90s show kids. And then Brian Austin Green shows up as David and it just killed me. It it killed me as well. I I had texted you like, cause at the beginning of the episode, they made that Andrea joke and I was like, well, that's funny. But then later in the episode, there's just so much more. So much. I was, yeah, I was dying. It was very funny. It's so funny because he's like, you know, season one and two, David, when he's a nerd, he keeps being like, you don't want to come to hear me DJ because I'm a freshman. Yeah. Brian Austin Green is just like he's dressed it. He's got the old David wig on. He's got the earring and he's just 100 percent committed to the shtick. And I loved it. Yeah. If you don't watch that 90s show, but you're a 90210 fan, I recommend that you just go watch that scene. Oh, yeah. Because it's, it's very sure. funny, though. Sure. Uh, overall, I would say I liked that 90s show. Like, I think it yeah. if, they, if it keeps going for another season, I think it'll get better. Yeah. Kitty and Red are just as solid as they always were. I actually, I thought it was better as it got away. Like the first episode with Eric and everything was not as good as the later stuff. No, I thought episode four was where it hit its stride for me. But I I wish there were more cameos, though. Maybe they'll do more as they go. Yeah, I was kind of like whatever about the first episode, too. And I, I did get more into it. Yeah, I'd be down for more. I feel like you have to acknowledge like it's not a show for people who grew up in the 90s as I did, because it's uh, really yeah. it does not feel like the 90s in any way. Like they make references to 90s things, but it doesn't feel 
like a 90s set show, which is probably, you know, the complaints people who grew up in the 70s would have about that 70s show. So, yeah. but I still, <laughs> I still liked it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I rewatched that 70s show leading up to that 90s show, and that mm. is still aces. Oh, yeah, so. it's good stuff. All right, let's look at the synopsis for You Say It's Your Birthday. Prince Carl throws Steve an epic party, then throws a wrench in it when the news comes out that he's in love with Claire and is vying for her hand. Brandon and Susan's future becomes less certain when Susan gets an offer to move to D.C. and join the 96th presidential campaign. Meanwhile, with help from Jonesy, Kelly and Val team up to catch Colin. Finally, we get some updates on old friends and some old flames rekindle. Or try to, anyway. (laughs) A lot happens. Yeah, it sure does. All right, Nick, who's living in Beverly Hills? Today's episodes were written by Larry Mullen and Steve Wasserman and directed by Michael Lang. We have some main former main cast members popping back in. Gabrielle Carteris <gasps> returns as Andrea. Andrea! And these are maybe the best Andrea scenes we've had since like season two. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think? Yeah, it was old school, Andrea. It really was like her relationship, particularly with Brandon and Kelly. I was like, yeah, this is good. This is good to have. I was happy to see her back. Uh, and then we also have James Eckhouse and Carol Potter zooming in as uh, Jim and Cindy. They, they record a video for Steve's thing. I wonder if they if they took a run at anybody else. Like, did they actually reach out to Luke Perry or or Shannon Doherty? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I kept waiting for for one of those two yeah. to pop up. Yeah, because they talk about him so much they in this do. episode. But they do, and we we kind of get an explanation as to why they don't. But I just wonder in real life if they really if they tried. Yeah. Because we do, we do have some other recurring players. Ryan Brown back as Morton Muntz. Uh, Julie Parrish as Joan Diamond. And Amanda Anka is, the, did you catch her this time? She was there. She is, she is working with like Eric Budman in the record office. Well, I had to watch it on Daily Motion. And so it's very zoomed in. Oh, so okay. anything happening in the periphery, <laughs> I, I did not see. see. All right. Well, I did, <laughs> I did definitely figure out who she was. Uh, Jed Allen back as Rush Sanders. These are videos. Christine Belford, though, is Samantha Sanders. We haven't seen her since season three. So it's been years since yeah. she showed up as Steve's mom. It's been a while. Travis Wester and Randy Spelling video in as Austin and Ryan Sanders. So nice little, nice little bit. I feel like we covered Steve's life pretty well. Not the grandpa that he discovered in New Mexico when they talked no. about having a relationship. That's uh, that's Dunzo, but everybody else. <laughs> A lot of final appearances this time, Kendra, so buckle up. Final appearance of Mary Crosby as Claudia Van Eck, uh, Collins' uh, sugar mama. Yeah, she was back. It, that's what she was. Final appearance of Nick Kiriazzi as Prince Carl. And I wonder oh. if that was the intention because they're like, we'll have dinner later. And then, I don't know. Final appearance of Michael Wilson as Eric Budman, Monica Schnarr as L. We see her uh, in a, in the video as well. L. Yes. L videos in. We have seen the last of Wings Howard, but we did get a Jonesy uh, vocal cameo. Yes, on the phone. On the phone, Wings Howard. He did record new dialogue as Jonesy, but as far as I can tell, this really is the final time that we'll have any Jonesy in our life. I wish we saw him. I was disappointed. Yeah. I wanted to see him, but I'm glad that they at least, because we were joking about it last week, called Jonesy, because it's a logical thing. But <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad that we had at least that. Final appearance of, of Jason Wiles as Colin Robbins. See you later. Final appearance of Emma Caulfield Ford as Susan Keats. Final. Oh, Final. man. Yeah, and it she is. He doesn't come back. It is. Okay. Cold as ice, brother. It is. 
It is the chilliest send-off any character has ever gotten. And I'm including Scott in that. It was... <laughs> yeah, it was, it was tough rough. To watch. It was tough to watch, for sure. Jason Wiles wins as uh, he has the most episodes logged for this season's uh, love interests of Joe, Susan, and uh, Jason Wiles. He goes the distance. Mm, and he's the okay. only one that, that survives a breakup and still has stuff going on. So I don't know what kind True. of deal he had, but Jason Wiles, 32 episodes. Good for him. He, yeah, he did it. Let's see. In other cast members, we have John Hensley as Agent Ballin. He played Holden Snyder and As the World Turns in over a thousand episodes. And he's got that soap opera energy. Yeah, for sure. Deborah Lacey plays the receptionist. And I bring that up because she also recurred on Melrose Place as Matt Fielding's <gasps> attorney and was oh. uh, played Carla in several episodes of Mad Men. Nice. Tiffany Thiessen's son-in-law co-star, Polly Shore, cameos in part two. Thanks to Jody over on Twitter who pointed that out for us. But yeah, he's he is credited. I don't know that he's credited in the episode at all. He's credited on IMDb as like rowdy drunk, but he's the one who kind of starts the bar fight. Oh. Like, you sitting in my stool, bro. It's Polly Shore. That was Polly Shore? That was Polly Shore in a, in a blonde wig. Yeah. I was. I thought he must be someone because yeah. what a crazy outfit. It was. But <laughs> yeah, it was. That was probably just what Polly Shore was wearing, and they were like, "Hey, go ahead. Why not? Yeah. Why not?" My wife's gonna be disappointed that we didn't draft her for this episode because the Goo Goo Dolls are here. They are. And unlike that episode with the cores, they actually have some action here. So yeah, pretty yes. fun. I've seen the well. I've seen John Resnick live twice. I saw it once as the Goo Goo Dolls, and once it was him and Daryl Hall from Hall and Oates. Crazy, but. Yeah. What a crazy combo. You've seen Goo Goo Dolls live, haven't you? Yes. I went with my husband and your wife. Yeah. And it was it was Train and the Goo Goo Dolls. Where the heck was I? I was like out of town. Home with your kid, what? I assume. I, I was out of town or something. I can't remember. I don't now. know. I don't know why you didn't come with us. But yeah, it was Train and the Goo Goo Dolls. And Maybe it was I amazing. wasn't invited. That's fun because the Goo Goo Dolls are here. And Train, uh, they do an episode of the CW 90210. So, <gasps> nice. Yeah. So it all comes full circle. Anyway, the Goo Goo Dolls uh, appeared on an episode of Charmed with Shannon Doherty. So that's a fun fact. Fun. They also have 19 top 10 singles, four Grammy nominations, over 15 million albums sold. And in this episode, they sing Long Way Down for the 1995 album, A Boy Named Goo, and the single hit number seven on the charts. Nice. I was surprised this is the one they played, but that must have been yeah, time -wise, a popular one at the time. Out, yeah, there was a whole scandal with this episode because the cover is like a little boy, a little like a baby, and he's got like blackberries on his face, like from picking blackberries. Mm -hmm. And there was a whole thing where people thought it was blood and the episode got or the uh, the album was like, oh, that's a horrible thing. It's just black, just blackberries. John Resnick was like, it's called a boy named Goo. There's a boy with goo on it. It's no big deal. You know, <laughs> just calm down anyway. Yeah, that's it. That's our people. All right. Well, let's dive in. All right. Because boy, is there a lot. Okay. So Nat and Valerie are discussing Colin and how they can't find him, but they've got six months. So hopefully they'll find him before he leaves the country. Yeah. Valerie thinks he's going to come back still. She's still Why? hopeful. What the heck? No. He's I don't not. know. I don't know where that hope comes from. He's not, sister. Yeah. We get a nice early Dylan reference here because Nat's saying he's going to come after my share and he's going to come after Dylan's share, which this is the kind of continuity that the show typically does that I always appreciate because Dylan does own the peach pit. He does. I forgot. I totally forgot about that until yeah. he said it too. So I like that we got that in there. 
Valerie says that she put a call in to Jonesy oh. to see if he can help out because he owes her. Because if you'll recall, he made her dress like a hooker For, and got her arrested. I want to say no reason. It feels like no reason. <laughs> Val and Kelly have a little chat. Kelly says wherever Valerie goes, disaster follows. And that and every guy that Kelly has been with, Valerie has moved right in and tried yeah, to steal them. She has, yeah. So she says, you know, Colin, he's all yours. Yep. Take him. You can have him. Technically, Valerie tried to steal Ray from Donna. So there is a little variation. Little, yes. After the intro, we go to this bar slash strip club that Colin has been hanging out in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he meets up with this guy. Do we know this guy's name? No, he never has a name. It's just like his handle. Okay. I recognize the actor. I yeah, think he's he, just he, in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's one of those dudes for sure. Yeah, so he says there's a freighter leaving in three days. Colin needs to get him money, and he will make sure that he gets on board. So now Colin, he's in need of some cash. At the Condor, Susan is packing up for the summer, putting the Condor into Randy's hands while she's on summer break. Yep. They're still going on their trip. Still excited to see those balls of twine. Of course they're going. For sure they're going. And Randy says, have you heard about this rager party that is going to be happening on this ship this weekend? It's yeah. going to be amazing. And Brandon's like, oh, I wonder who the boy is. <laughs> Meanwhile, Steve, Carl, and Claire are down on the docks looking at the ship where they're going to be having this party. Heck yeah. And Steve is very, very excited. Claire, this whole episode is kind of like, I don't know, Carl, he's can't be trusted. Yeah. So Colin calls from a payphone. He calls Claudia, mm-hmm. his sugar mama, <laughs> and says, you owe me $10,000 and I need that money now. At first, she says, you forfeited that money when you broke our deal. But then she says that she will wire it to him yeah. and <laughs> don't ask for any more. <laughs> she says, like, what jail should I mail this to? And he's like, ha ha yeah. ha. <laughs> Back on the ship. Claire wants to leave Carl to the setup, but Steve wants to stay and help. And Claire says, you know, Carl is doing all this for you. He's going to want something in return. You're never going to be able to pay him back for this. Mm-hmm. And Steve's like, well, if I could afford to do this for a friend, I would do it. Why can't he just be my friend? Yeah. Claire says, okay. So Steve stays to help. At the Walsh house, Kelly and Brandon are hanging out. Kelly says she's officially single. And not really ready to mingle. I no. guess she's just being single yeah, right just, now. No, just single. It's her time. She says that <laughs> Steve always lands in the roses, which is true. Yeah. No, always seems to work out for Steve. Yeah. Yeah, well, recently he landed at the bottom of the flight of stairs, but otherwise. That's true. Usually... That's true. Valerie enters, which prompts Kelly to exit. Val checks her messages and she got a message from Jonesy. Jonesy. And this is where we hear Jonesy's voice. He says he's not in the country, but he's on it. He's going to help her find Colin. Yep. Jonesy also says on the message that he he does know where Dylan is. Dylan is in England. Oh, who else is in England? I don't know. Could it be Brenda Walsh? Brenda Walsh. Brenda is technically on tour in Scotland, we learn. Yes. So Brandon comes in. He overheard the message and he says, well, Brenda didn't say that Dylan's with her. She's on tour, but I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they could be together. Yeah, maybe. 
at the record studio, Donna and David are meeting with Eric. And he says, oh, have you heard about this huge party? The Goo Goo Dolls are going to be playing <laughs> there. Sounds like the best party ever. It does. And they say, well, yes, actually, we know because it's our friend's party. And Donna says, oh, well, you should come. We can get you in. And then Eric leaves the room. And David is upset that she invited him because he says that Eric has the hots for Donna. So now he's going to think that. Something's up. That is new information to me. I it never is got brand that. new information. Yeah. <laughs> he has not been this Lothario no, for, not at all. for any of the time we've not seen Not at him. all. At Kelly Donna Claire's, David and Donna are there and they're excited because they are in Billboard. Their picture is right yeah, next, next to Alanis Morissette. A picture in Billboard because they're going to maybe make some <laughs> music yeah. video. They haven't done anything they yet. They haven't done a thing. Well, the Power Man <laughs> 5000. They made the Power Man yeah. 5000 video. But I have not in my life seen a picture of somebody making a music video. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. David thinks that maybe they should work at the party, uh, which they do not end up doing. David picks on Donna for having a date, which Kelly kind of then is like, what is he talking about? And Donna's like, it's not a date. We mm -hmm. just invited him. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Casual friends. A um, packet, well, not a package, a uh, letter arrives for Donna and it's from Dylan and it's for Steve for his birthday. Right. But the return address she notices is where Brenda lives. Whoa. Hey oh. Uh-oh. I love it. I love all this stuff. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> and they decide not to tell Kelly, though David thinks maybe they should, but Donna's like, you know, let's let's not rock the boat right now. Yeah. It David, could be nothing. David's like, she's gonna find out. And Donna's like, how? <laughs> Which I, I mean, I'm kind of with Donna, like how? A little bit. Yeah. All right. We get to the ship. Eric checks in and Asks if if he's close to Donna's room, which he is. Yeah, which I don't think that. they would give that information, but all right. I don't think so either. Joan and Nat arrive, and Joan is not feeling well. Oh. She's not going to feel well for most of this yeah. trip. Yeah, or the, next, or the party. Do they ever months, leave the dock? Maybe. I don't do know. Do they that, go out in the ocean? I don't know that they do. Brandon and Nat check in, and they give Brandon a message for Susan. She got a... I don't know, just a message yeah. is waiting for her right. from Washington, D.C. Oh. Home of the president and her husband. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they called the ship? Washington, D.C. called a party cruise? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Susan must have said, you can reach me here or something. I don't know. So, yeah. I don't know. But Susan, when she gets the message, like kind of plays it off. She's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. it's nothing. Yeah. Now we meet... Richard from the FBI. I don't know what his last name is. Balin. Balin. Richard Balin. I'm going to call him Richard because that's what I wrote. The worst haircut I've ever seen. Just to It's weird, not good. Floppy. It's like a Frankenstein hair. It is like Frankenstein. Yeah. <laughs> Got kind of a Spock vibe going on. Yeah. That's what it looks like. So he's there to see Valerie, courtesy of Jonesy. Jonesy. Richard knows all about Colin and he thinks that he can find him. So that's that's good news for Valerie. Yeah. So I guess he's just going to be like on this cruise Apparently. with them Apparently. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. 
Up on deck, Carl and Claire are talking about their moms again. So I guess this is Carl's like in. Yeah, it's not great. If I get her talking about her mom, she'll want to be with me. It's not great. He's like, yeah, you know, your dead mom said you should break up with Steve and date me. You can't ask her because she's dead, but I promise that's what she said and what she wanted. (laughs) Steve arrives as Carl is leaving and Claire is... More, more, just like, uh, Carl, you can't trust him. Yeah, what are you gonna do? I don't know. He's not great. Down in the eating area of the ship, <laughs> Val and Richard are talking more about Colin, and they see Kelly, who Valerie says is Colin's ex girlfriend. So they call Kelly over, and Richard asks if there's anyone he would get money from. Yeah, and she mentions Claudia. Yeah. She also says his parents, which I think is weird that she says his yeah. parents when like we've established she doesn't have a relationship with them. And his dad is like a homeless vet. But right. OK. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Maybe his parents. Yeah. But Claudia, she explains uh, their relationship. And Richard says that's super helpful. And he's going to look into it. Later on, Eric and David run into each other as Eric is on his way to Donna's room with... Ooh. Two glasses and a bottle of champagne. Champagne, yeah. Donna's weekend. David makes it pretty clear that he doesn't think Eric has a chance Mm -hmm. with Donna. Doesn't have a shot. Nope. She also hates champagne. Yeah. Yeah. Funny callback to the prom episode, I think, there. Yes. (laughs) Is Eric their boss? I think so, yeah. Yeah, because he's, like, hiring them and stuff. Yeah, there's just no, like... Oh, I got to be nice to this guy. He's my boss. Like David is no, like. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Why, I don't know why they decided like, all right, Eric's going to be a, you know, a, a, a weird lush who goes after all the women in this episode. I know. What a God. weird. Yeah. What a weird move. But anyway, he does go to Donna's room and she lets him in and she, he's like trying to get her to drink champagne and hang out. David calls her room to give her an out. Yeah. To be like. Oh, my friends are waiting for me downstairs. So in order to get out of it, she kind of reluctantly invites him to dinner. At dinner, Brandon makes a simple toast. He just says, I love you, man. And David and Donna made a video. So now we're going to watch this video. It starts with baby pictures. Very cute. Real pictures of Ian's earring. And he was an adorable little kid. Very cute. Uh, We see Jim and Cindy. We see his brothers. And as they're watching this video, Andrea arrives. Oh, oh she kind of like sneaks in the background and watches. You know, as I'm remembering Miss Teasley also had a had a, a little video in there. So we did get Gee. we did get Denise Dow's back as Miss Teasley. It's not in the credits, so I I forgot to mention it before. But yeah, we do see Miss Teasley. So yeah, Rush is on the video, Samantha Sanders is on the video, Donna is on the video reading the letter from Dylan. Yeah. So that's yeah, because Dylan's like, couldn't find a cameraman, so here you go, here's a letter. <laughs> and it uh, it does, like, they sing happy birthday, but it, like, cuts. It's, like, cuts of everyone right. singing yeah, it, spliced yeah. together to make the song. So after the video is over, Andrea makes her entrance. Everyone is very happy to see her. Mm-hmm. She's still doing the sh- super short haircut. Is, but it's, a, it's more styled this time. A little more, it, yes. Yeah. Um, they bring out the cake. <laughs> <This> cake. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's weird a weird fondant 
picture of Steve <laughs> like 3D like driving a car. It's yeah, it's not great. Yeah, it's it's not good. Uh, but everyone sings happy birthday and he blows out his candles. Later on, everyone is dancing and partying. Um, and Steve is is taking a drink and he says this is the last drink of the first day of the rest of his life. <laughs> I don't think that sentence makes sense, no. but that's what he says. Steve is, is very glad to see Andrea. Andrea meets Carl. Steve is wondering where Claire is, so Carl goes to find her. Kelly asks David about the letter from Dylan. And he says, yeah, well, we didn't tell you because because she sees them talk about Dylan in yeah, the video. Right. What was their plan here? Right. But anyway, he says, you know, we didn't tell you because we thought maybe you'd get upset. She's like, no, not upset. <laughs> who, 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 who here? Who among us is going to. Why would I be who? upset? Wait, me? <laughs> uh, David notices Donna and Eric dancing, so he goes to help her out. He gives a guy some money to tell Eric that he has a phone call in the lobby and get him away from yeah. Donna. Richard and Val have a little moment by the yeah, by the I was not railing. This, but sure. <laughs> Richard says he got in touch with Sterling Penn, who said that yes, Colin did call him and tried to sell him some art, but Sterling was not interested. That's right. And the call did come from L.A., so it seems like Colin might still be in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Valerie, we can see, is is taking a shine to, to Richard. That hair. That luxurious yeah. hair. <laughs> she asked him to dance, but he says no. He, yeah. What does he say? He doesn't dance when he's working yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Brandon, though, happy to dance. When Susan's yeah. like, do you want to dance? He's like, sure. <laughs> Joan is still not feeling well, so she and Nat are going to retire for yep. the evening. Yep. Brandon brings up the DC thing again, but Susan, again, plays it off, doesn't, doesn't keep the conversation going. And then everyone is just, you know, more, more of everyone having a good time at the party. Post-party, Claire and Carl are dragging Steve back to his bed because mm -hmm. he's drunk yes. and asleep. Claire tells Carl that he's been a really great friend to Steve, and yes. she's really thankful for that. Carl then asks Claire if she would like to take a walk on the deck, but she says no. Have we already had the scene where Carl makes his intentions clear to Steve? Nope, not yet. Okay. On the deck, Eric, David, and Donna are taking a walk, and... David's like, we should all go to bed, huh? But Eric's like, well, don't let us stop you. Go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. And he leaves He leaves Donna with Eric. And Donna's like, I need to tell you something about me, yeah, Eric. Leads with it. And he's like, are you gay? And she says, worse, I'm a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> So she makes it clear that she will not be having sex with him. Not going to happen on this boat. Not tonight. Saving herself for marriage. Yep. And as they're having this conversation, Kelly walks by and Eric just turns his attention yeah. to Kelly. Yeah. And chases her down. Yeah. So that's fun. Because that's what he's like. Yeah. <laughs> it's what he's always been episodes like. episodes of him, of course, <laughs> secretly, in secret, wanting yeah. to be this way. The next morning... Andrea and Kelly are hanging out looking at pictures of her child whose name is Hannah. Hannah. Um, and they're talking about Jesse. He's doing well. 
Andrea asked Kelly how she is. She's heard that she kind of had a crazy year. Yeah. Um, and Kelly tells her a little bit about that. This was this scene was such a throwback because we've had so many of these Andrea Kelly scenes over the years. You know, yeah. Specifically, like thinking about Hannah when she was contemplating the abortion and everything. Like, yeah, a lot there. But throughout the series, this these two have kind of come together. So I like seeing it. Steve comes to get them because they are all getting on a bus. So I guess they're not out in the middle of the ocean. They're getting on a bus to go watch Carl play a polo match. Cool. Yeah, super cool. Steve says, I don't know if they've said it before, but he says that Carl, he says Carl Prince of Montmartre. Like M-O-N-M-A-R-R-T-E. And is that a real place? I don't think so. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Susan gets a fax from DC (laughs) and I couldn't see what it says because it was so zoomed in. Could you see what it says? I think you could only really see like campaign 96 stuff like that. Okay. Okay. And whose campaign, because I'm very bad at history. So tell me whose campaign this would be. I assume it's like a Bush Gore that she's, that she'd be going on. And which side does she say she'd be? She, she doesn't say. I would assume from the other political things she said that she's working that she for would the be... campaign. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Joan, still not feeling well. So she and Nat will not be going to the polo match. Eric is full on trying to get with Kelly as they're, as they're going to the bus. And Kelly is, it's, it's great. She's loving it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Val invites Richard to go with them and he's like, no, I should, I should stay here. I should stay by the phone. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, you have a beeper. And she takes his beeper and she's like, you're going with us. Yeah. He's like, I have to look after you. And she's like, well, then I guess here we go. <laughs> At the polo match, everyone is enjoying watching it. They're like it's full on Downton Abbey mm-hmm. right now. They're all like <laughs> sitting under tents. Yeah. In their fancy clothes, clapping for the polo Mm -hmm. match. Thank goodness for the announcer telling us what's happening, because otherwise otherwise I would have no idea. Yeah. I thought I switched to Seabiscuit for a minute. I didn't didn't know. (laughs) Eric is flirting with another woman at this point, which David and Donna kind of are laughing about. Yeah, classic Budman. Andrea asks about Richard and who he is, and Kelly explains. And then she gets up to go to the bathroom. And Eric kind of follows her and is like, I want to get to know you. And she's like, well, we have all weekend. (laughs) Should be great. Mm -hmm. Richard's beeper goes off. So he goes to see uh, what that's about. Susan shows Brandon the facts. It is, in fact, a job offer to work on this presidential campaign. Big deal. But she's like, I'd have to drop out of school. I'd have to move to Washington. So I'm not going to do it. Right. Of course she's not. Did I say Bush Gore? Because I meant like Bush Sr. and Clinton Gore was the ticket. Oh, I see what you're saying. For 96. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. And Brandon's like, oh, good. Like, glad you're not going to do that. (laughs) Not open to it at all. He's not like, that would be crazy. You don't want to consider. Yeah. Steve is a little worried because he says Carl was kind of acting weird that morning and didn't really like talk to him at all before yeah. they left for the polo match. But Claire's like, it'll be fine. Sure. Nothing's wrong. No, no, it'll no be fine. things at all. After the match, they have lunch mm-hmm. and Steve toasts Carl. Richard returns with news about Colin. He did indeed call Claudia and it was from Los Angeles Nearby. again or yeah. wherever he is. 
So they're they're closing in. They're closing in on him. Eric tells Kelly that she can get front row to any concert. He can get her in wow. if, she, if she's interested. And that's not nothing. Yeah. Kelly says, you know, I'm focusing on my studies. I just broke up with someone. I'm a recovering addict. Like, yeah. I'm really not interested. <laughs> but Eric doesn't take no for an answer. He moves his hand over and, like, grabs her leg. Yeah. And she takes a fork and stabs him <laughs> with it. She sure does. I liked it. <laughs> Which David and Donna found hilarious. Didn't get enough. Yeah. Carl and Steve take a walk. And Carl's like, I need to tell you something. I'm in love with Claire. Hmm. He's just so like forthright it right about out. it. Yeah. And he's like, I, you know, as gentlemen, I feel that I should get to, to plead my case. And may the best man win. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, Steve, I feel like should be angrier, but I he Carl has like lulled him into this, you know, he's thrown this party for him. He's been so nice to him. He's like coming at it from like a very gentlemanly, rational yeah. way. I, so I fully understand why Steve didn't like get angry in that moment because it was almost like he was so direct about it that it was almost like confusing. You know yeah. what I mean? It was almost like, like what, like it would have been weird for Steve to punch him or whatever, but like, yeah, yeah, he, it's very well done. It's very well mm -hmm. done on old Carl's part. So yeah, he, he kind of, he kind of says, yes, Carl, Carl can do this. Later on, he and Brandon are talking about it and Brandon's like, you're just going to like, let him do that. You're going to let him try and steal Claire from you. And Steve's like, she's not going to say yes. I'm just giving him enough rope to hang himself with, yeah. basically. Yeah. Steve then goes on stage to introduce the Goo Goo Dolls. Woo! And they come out and play Long Way Down, as we talked about earlier. I love Resnick's like, I've mean, never done a birthday party before, but okay. He is so young is. in this. Yeah. A little yeah. baby. A little baby Resnick. We get a very short scene of Colin talking with this the guy who's yeah. setting up his escape and he's like it's all set i got your money you just got to get on the boat tomorrow you're good to go back at the concert susan tells brandon she has to go make a phone call and he follows her but then she's like i want to make this phone call in private mm -hmm. and brandon's like i thought you like you made your decision already why can't i come with you to make right, this call right but she goes up by herself, and as she gets on the elevator, Andrea gets out, and we get a nice little Andrea Brandon scene where she's, like, asking what's wrong and telling him it's all going to work out, and just some nice Brandon-Andrea back and forth. Yeah. Steve and Claire are dancing, and Carl cuts in, or asks to cut in, and Steve hesitates at first, but he does let Carl yeah. cut in. Yeah. And then he talks about, Carl talks about Claire's mom some more to butter her up Perfect. for him declaring Perfect. his love to her. Nothing sexier than constantly bringing up a dead parent. You yeah. Know? Yep. And he's like, listen, I love you. Steve and I talked as gentlemen and <laughs> yeah. he's fine with me yeah. declaring my love for you and for you to choose. And Claire's like, <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> he has a line where he's like, and, and you know, we've decided that it's really up to you. And it's like, oh, great. <laughs> okay. Well, if oh, you it's guys, up to me. Yeah, well, you thank guys, you. I mean, it's so nice of them to let her decide her own future. You know what I mean? Really nice. So Claire pulls Steve outside and is like, 
what is wrong with you? Why would you do this? And Steve's like, hey, you know, I just wanted to let him. He wanted a chance, so I let him. But obviously, I knew you you wouldn't want to be with him. And Claire is upset because she thinks he was could very easily have let her go, like yeah. in exchange for being friends with a prince. Right. And that's very insulting to her. Yeah. Well, Carl, and she's, Carl brings up in the scene between him and Steve, he's like, you've made it clear that you don't really have any future plans. And Steve's like, well, yeah, I guess I haven't really thought about our relationship that far, you know. And so yeah. I feel like that's kind of in the air that it's not really like locked in. So, I mean, I get it. I get why she's upset. Yeah. So she tells Steve, like, you could have punched him or some, I don't know, you could yeah. have gotten angrier yeah, at him. Yeah. So then Carl comes to see if the two of them are okay. And Steve's like, we will be after I do this and punches him in the nose. Yep. And Claire's like, why would you do that? <laughs> poor Steve. <laughs> poor Steve. He's so poor, confused. Poor simple Steve. So she goes off with Carl to go find a medic yeah. or something. Because they're on a boat. Yep. Brandon finds Susan in their room and learns that Susan took the job. Ooh. Oh, boy. Ooh. If you will recall, she did not let him take the job in Boston no. because they were supposed to be going on this trip together. And was awful about it, as you recall. Was not even like, maybe we really do need to consider it. She was like, what? Our trip. You're not going to yeah. leave. Horrible. <laughs> Very manipulative. She says she applied for this job before she met Brandon, yeah. there were like 5,000 applicants. Yeah. She had no idea she would be chosen. Yeah. But Brandon, he, he doesn't want to hear it. No. He's like, good night. I'm yeah. done. This is, yeah. this is stupid. Back at the party, the Goo Goo Dolls are taking a break. Kelly goes to find Steve or somebody. And now Eric is deciding his try, to try his luck with Andrea. Yeah. <laughs> Just moving his way through the group. Yeah. Andrea kind of lays out her life as like, I'm married, I have a baby, I'm at Harvard or Yale or wherever she is. Um, but Eric is still going to try. He's like, well, come walk with me on the deck and show me pictures of your baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Donna is getting pretty drunk at this point, and she wants to go take a walk with David. So they go for mm -hmm. a walk. Mm -hmm. This has kind of been See, ruined a little bit. There's been a little bit of... That there has been. Yeah. There's some, been some buildup. Steve and Brandon are upset with their ladies. They're right. having a rough night. Yeah. So they are like, hey, I heard about this bar in San Pedro. Let's go there. Uh, San Pedro is where Shore. Colin had been calling from. Yeah. So I wonder what will happen there. I don't know. Donna and David are having a great time on the deck drinking champagne. David says, I was thinking about kissing you. Isn't that funny? <laughs> Donna says, I was thinking about pouring champagne on your face. And she does. <laughs> Pours it all over his head. Yeah. Carl and Claire are in his room, I guess. And she's giving him medicine. And she says, you know, she's just not sure about anything right now. Could he not push her? Because she doesn't really know what she's thinking. Yep. She asks if he threw the party so that he could get to her. And he says, no, it just kind of happened. He, th he then tells her to go look in the drawer. And there is a picture of oh. their mothers Stop. on a ship together. 
And she's like, I've never seen this picture before, but she's going to get to keep it. And he's like, I think I can make you happy. Our moms wanted us to be together. Therefore, we should be together. Uh, Carl, that's the thing. He really doesn't bring much outside of, he focuses on the mom thing so much. When it's like, they're, they're a lot more, I don't know, they're a lot more compatible in many ways than her and Steve, but he, that's not what he does. He just says the whole time, like, trust me, your dead mom wants this. Maybe if we get together, we'll bring her back. We don't know. We have to try. We don't. Uh, he does. He does get a kiss in. They do kiss. It's a nice kiss, too. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good one. It is good. Back at the party, Valerie tells Kelly they're they're talking about Colin some more and how they might know where he is, basically. He's still in the country. Okay, so Steve and Brandon go to this bar, and turns out it's the same bar slash strip club that Colin has been hanging oh, out no. at. Colin sees them Listen, sit down it, at the it, bar. It's all too. very like what a coincidence and everything, but it's clever of them because like Colin would need to escape on a boat and the party's yeah. on a boat. And like, so there is a plausible reason why they all kind of end up in the same place. And I like that they did the work on that. Yes. So Colin is there and he sees Brandon and Steve sit down at the bar, but he does not, uh, they don't see him. No, no. They don't see him. So yeah, as Brandon and Steve are sitting there, the guy next to them, Polly Shore, apparently starts arguing with them and then Steve gets mad and then Polly Shore's friend punches Steve and it just a huge fight breaks out in yeah. this bar. Colin uses the confusion to try and run for it, but Brandon does see him. The, he doesn't do anything. He's in a fight. He can't right. get to he Colin. He's like, I but... see Colin punch to the face. Yeah. <laughs> and the police arrive as Colin is escaping. Back at Donna's room... Uh, David escorts her back to the room and they have like a little cozy moment yeah. on the bed where she says that she always felt safe with David. And even after what he did, like Which he made he a mistake and he brings it up. He bring it up. Crazy. He says, you know, you're human. You made a mistake. It didn't change the things I like about you. Yeah. I couldn't remember how this played out. And I was kind of wondering like, oh, are they going to like wake up in bed together and sort of be like, wait, what happened? Yeah. Uh, we don't go that route. No, David leaves her room so she can sleep. The next morning, Brandon and Steve are released from prison. So they got arrested yeah. for fighting in the no bar. No one charges, so it was no big deal. Yeah. Richard is also there. And he says that Colin did not board the ship that morning. And... They at, through talking, they realize it's because he saw Brandon and Steve yeah. and it spooked him. And so he didn't get on the ship. But Richard is like, OK, well, you know, I'm going to keep looking into this. You guys need to leave. Valerie wants to go with him, but Richard says, no, he's yeah. going to he's going to look into it himself. On the docks, Colin <laughs> is begging this this guy Thank for you. another ticket onto a boat. And the guy says, well, Sure, another $10,000, and I'll get you onto a boat tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, and he's not going to help Colin without any money. No. So and that Colin's was a lot of he's not sending any more. So Valerie, Kelly, Steve, and Brandon are driving back from the jail. And on the way, they see Colin on the street. Mm -hmm. And they give chase. They stop the car. Brandon and Steve jump out and just run after him through yes. this shipyard. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and they finally get into this building with like a bunch of equipment in it and they split up and we, they're both like sneaking around trying to find him. Brandon thinks he hears something up in this like booth that you have to like climb a ladder to get to. And he goes up there, opens the door and birds fly out and he falls backwards, almost falls <laughs> completely off the thing, yeah. but is able to, yeah, to pull little, himself back up. Got a little peril there. Yeah. <laughs> so as he gets back up, he can see over the whole building and he, he sees Colin. Colin. <laughs> can run for it. Yeah. He sees Colin making a run for it. So Steve runs after Colin. Colin is now back outside and he's trying to run away, but Val and Kelly pull up in the car to block him. And then he ends up running onto the roof of some place yeah. and Steve chases him up there. And at that point, it's, no, it's yeah, you, over. You hear the sirens. Brandon and Steve are there. Like, he's, there's no way to go. Yep. The jig is up. So Colin is arrested mm -hmm. and Val tells him to have a nice life. He tells Valerie that he's sorry, but she says, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And now, I mean, what? How, it was going to be two years. How much do you think is added on? I don't know. For running for it like know. that. I don't know. I mean, I know certainly there's a penalty, but. Certainly. I don't know. Richard tells the gang they did a great job. They they bested him mm -hmm. even. Can you imagine? <laughs> Floppy hair Richard... men's warehouse suit couldn't, <laughs> couldn't seal the deal. Richard asks to take Valerie out to lunch. Oh, He's off the he's off the clock now, yeah. so they can hang out. Mm -hmm. There's a little moment where Kelly or Valerie sort of says, thank you, Kelly. And she's like, well, I was I did not enjoy it or whatever. She's like, it yeah. was not a pleasure. I was I mean, it's true to form, but I kind of wanted just like a moment of solidarity between. the. Yeah, two just a little. But we didn't get it. Kelly was like, nope. I don't care. I'm sad this happened. <laughs> I hope you fail. <laughs> Steve says, oh, back to the real world yep he's got to deal with the whole claire thing brandon and kelly as they're walking back to the car brandon puts his arm around kelly and kelly says something like your arm feels good your there. arm feels good yeah. there or something romance i'll tell you what 1996 any little hint that kelly and brandon were going to get back together i was like come on you're meant for each other but now i'm kind of <laughs> like guys let no <laughs> please let's not it would to be different than the last time they were together yeah yep. but i wouldn't i wouldn't say no to it the only time they had chemistry was when she was with dylan you know yeah, and then after true. that it was just like whatever back on the ship and on andrea is about to head out steve calls um, her andrea once though when, on somebody does floor, call her andrea it's steve, very strange like, andrea it's like it hasn't been that long and as she's about to get in her taxi, the rest of the gang arrives so that she gets to say goodbye to everyone. Yeah. And she says she'll be back in the summer. Yeah. Uh, to hang out. Yep. You know, Brandon, I, I had to watch this carefully because you remember the first time she left, she open mouth kissed every member of the gang. Yeah. This time it was cheek kisses and only Brandon got the lips. Yep. So lips, lips are reserved for Brandon. Mm hmm. Brandon goes to find Susan and finds her on the deck. Yeah. And this is just, <laughs> he's he just is, a cold scene. He is next level in this. Cause she's very like, well, this doesn't have to be the end. Like, what if you just come with me? Like you could definitely get something down there. Like so many opportunities. And he's just like, I hope you drowned. <laughs> 
He's so mean. Yeah. She's like, I know this is a double standard because I said you couldn't take that job. And now I'm taking this job. And she said, it's just so hard for women to get ahead. I have to take this job. You know what? This I've always felt like this was like Susan is just the worst. And even watching this whole season, knowing this is what she's going to do. I felt like she's a terrible character. I feel like watching it from this lens, I was a little bit more sympathetic to her because she's right. I mean, it's not equal. Like it's not even like the career opportunities they have. She's going to work on this presidential campaign. And this is 1996. The 2016 election was the first time that a woman ever ran a successful presidential campaign. And yes, it was Kellyanne Conway and Donald Trump, but that's not the point. The point is, Kendra, high ranking women in presidential campaigns, even 20 years later, is very uncommon. So this is like a really rare opportunity for her. And she she does have to take it. She does. I yes, I agree. I don't know. I haven't liked Susan for a while. So yeah, I don't know. I Whatever. Know. But know. And, but yeah, Brandon's like, I'll look you up on my way through because I'm still taking our trip. The, the so prob- the thing that's a real sticking point for me is that she is so petulant about him considering the offer. Yeah, I think in that episode, if she would have been like, look, Maybe you do have to take it, which I think she would have. I felt like it was out of character for her to act the way that she did. Yeah, and we talked about that. We did. And I think you could make more of a comparison if she was more game. But I think that's really the sticking point. But yeah, this time around, I'm more sympathetic to her because I think she makes a good point. And in actual history has like bared this out that it's, you know, it's still rare. Yeah. So, uh, so that's it. So long, Susan. Yeah. They break up. Yeah. And she really, she's like sobbing and she's like a, a kiss goodbye. And he like pecks her on the cheek and he's like, yeah, sayonara. It's, it's rough. It is. Steve goes to his room to see if Claire is there and the bed is, is made. Uh-oh. Like nobody slept in it the Uh-oh. night before. Claire is up on deck with Carl and she says that she has decided that she wants to be with Steve. She yeah. was up all night just walking the deck. She didn't go back to her room to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she wants to be with Steve. She hopes it won't affect his and Carl's friendship. Yeah. And Carl's like, eh, I tried. Oh, well. Yeah. I kind of wonder what would have happened like in a real life scenario if Carl had come at it from a less intense position. Like if he wouldn't have said, I'm in love with you, I want to sweep you away. If it would have been more like, there's something here and I think we need to explore it. I feel like she would have been more open to it. Yeah, maybe. And him being like, I'm in love with you. So Steve comes in hot. He's like, <laughs> what is wrong with you two? And I'm going to punch you again. Yeah. But then they make it clear Claire is choosing Steve. Yeah. And they're all going to be friends. Yeah. They're going to go to dinner next weekend. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, be I'm great. Sure we'll definitely see him again. I have to admit that when she was like, I choose you and like his smile and their like little shared moment, I, it made me smile. It made me happy. Yeah. I like yeah. this pairing. I don't feel like they've given Claire much to do in a long time, but I like this coupling. I agree. All right. We see Nat and Joan. And guess oh. what? The reason she has been sick all yeah. weekend is because she's pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and how old is, I, okay. are they supposed to be? Oh, Kendra, I've got facts for you because I looked this up. I think they have to be true to age because of when they met and the movie that they were in and the age they were in the movie. Like all this is established. So Joan is 56 and Nat is 60. I looked it up. And uh, according to the 2017 Guinness book of world records, 
59 is the oldest a woman has had a natural pregnancy. Oh my goodness. So she, she's not breaking any records, Kendra, but she's, uh, she's, she's going to be in case studies for sure. She said she was pregnant. And I, like, as she kept saying she was sick through the episode, I was like, well, she can't be pregnant. <laughs> but she yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, I guess. But so they're like, well, we've got to tell people something or they're going to wonder why I was. I don't think they would have wondered. (laughs) She She was just sick. She says, like, so my grown grandkids are going to have a new uncle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was funny. (laughs) So they meet Brandon at the car. Brandon tells them about Susan and that they broke up. And Nat tells Brandon that they're getting married. Yeah, he doesn't seem thrilled. I thought Nat would be happy about this, but he really... No, no one seems... It's a very awkward moment because... Very awkward. She didn't know he was going to say that, so she's confused, but she's like, yeah, we're getting married. Yeah, and Brandon, when Nat walks away, he's like, Joan, did you know about this? And she was like, I do now. So... (laughs) At the Peach Pit After Dark, Richard and Val are hanging out, having a drink. Richard says he's applied for reassignment in Los Angeles. Oh. So perhaps he'll be back. Maybe we'll never see him again. That'd be great. Yeah. And the two of them share a little kiss Ooh. before Richard leaves to catch his romance. Plane. At Kelly Donna Claire's, David and Donna are on the deck looking at the moon. This was like Return of about... the King. I thought this episode was over like 10 times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> talking about how much fun they had over the weekend. And. They both say that they've been thinking about us. They've been thinking uh, about the two of them. The two and of them. Should we get back together? No, we'd only fight. And but I do. We do still love each other. So let's do it. Yeah. Let's start going out again. Why not? And then they kiss. Mm-hmm. Seal the deal. Yep. I I'm thumbs up with with that. Are you? Yeah, David, I'm ready to see Don and David together David again. He's been a very stable character for a long time. He's not, he does feel like he's gone through a change. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. All right. Last scene is at the Walsh house. Kelly comes over to see Brandon, who's alone at the house. Yeah. Or we think he's alone. And she asks him about does he think Brenda and Dylan are together? And Brandon's like, I don't know. Yes, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. She asked Brandon, do you think there's there will ever be a chance for us again? He's so casual, too. He's like, sure. If yeah, you want, yeah, like, if you want there yeah. to be, sure. Why All you need to do is ask. Why not? <laughs> um, and she talks about when she had to choose between Dylan and Brandon and how yeah. it really wasn't a choice because what was she supposed to say? Yeah. And it would have affected their friendship and whatever. So she she wants another chance. I don't he really, says... I, I, feel like I call BS on that because she and Brandon were in like a really serious relationship and her and Dylan were like broken up for like a year. So it's not really a choice between the two for her to be like, yeah, I'm not going to break up with my boyfriend to get back together with you. It's, it'd be one thing if they were all like three friends and nobody was dating and they both, you know what I mean? But that's not the Mm -hmm. situation. So whatever. Well, Brandon says they're both on the rebound. Maybe let's not rush it. Yeah, let's cool. just see. Let's Cooler just see heads what prevailing here. Yeah. Kelly says, "All right, well, call call me sometime. More than you have been." Yeah. And they do kiss goodbye. Do. Valerie overhears part of this conversation, and as Kelly leaves, he asks Brandon if they're going to get back together, and Brandon's like, "I don't know. Never say never." And 
Uh, he says, it could happen. And Valerie says, not if I can help it. Yep. Yep. She ends the episode with my 90210 snap, the most soap opera line in the whole episode. Not if I can help it, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm going to give my snap to the whole Chase, Colin yeah. Chase scene. Those good times. It was Those good. good times. Uh, what's, yeah. what's your verdict on the season six finale? Uh, good. I think we resolved a lot of stuff. Yeah. We started some new stuff. Um, I overall was was pretty happy with how everything yeah. wrapped up. Yeah, I know. I we've been saying the last couple episodes, like, what can this finale be? Like, there's nothing interesting <laughs> happening. So, what are they going to end on? But I was really, I was in this all the way. I really liked having Andrea back. I I liked the resolution with Colin. It was exciting and interesting. And then you have like sort of the three big couples kind of reconciling. You know, you have David and Donna. You have Brenda and Dylan off screen, but still. And Kelly and Brandon kind of leaning in that direction. I mean, it's a very like old school situation. Yeah, it like felt it. like, okay, we're back to like season two yeah. or, or whatever. Yeah. I can't remember when Brandon yeah. and I think Kelly were together. But... Of that, and we can get into this in our like season six wrap, but it does sort of make it feel like, so what was this all about then? If we, yeah, <laughs> if we're just back. Well, to and that's kind of how I felt about a lot of this season. Yeah. So what was this all about yeah. then? <laughs> yep. Yep, save it, Kendra. Save it. And All right, is, saving it. This is a good plea right now because we want to hear, like, let us know on, on Facebook or Twitter, like, your favorite parts of season six, what worked, what didn't. We had major guest stars. We had two major cast departures. So a lot happened here. So hit us up on our social medias. Yes. All right. You can catch me every other week on The Sandorian Life, a Star Wars podcast from the Radio Meanwhile Network. We just had Sally Jacoby Murphy on with us because it was a creepy episode. And even though it wasn't Halloween, we still needed the Queen of Halloween. So you can go and find that. Kendra, what about you? Are you still catching them all over on uh, 90s music? Sure am. <laughs> I'm Miss Musicbox91 on Twitter. And I have another podcast, 90s Music Got Me Like, where we talk 90s music. We did just talk the Pokemon theme song. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it'll be out by the time this comes out. But we are also going to talk No Rain by Blind Melon. Oh, that's it's like you just made up words. It's like you did a Mad Lib and that was the no, result. Okay. That's a that's a real song. You All would right. know it if you heard it. All right. That's what I was wondering. OK, <laughs> well, join us next time. As I said, we're going to be doing a wrap on season six, talking about our favorite and least favorite things, uh, favorite guest characters, favorite arcs, the works. And the next episode here on 9021. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, it's Nick over at my day job with the David A. Howe Public Library. We're going to be launching a new podcast called But Have You Tried? Here's a sneak peek. Hello from the David A. Howe Public Library. I'm Nick. I'm Allie. And But Have You Tried? We're going to be exploring all the things that make us similar and the things that make us very different. You, for example, maybe didn't know who Jim Carrey was or have uh, maybe didn't, yeah. have never seen a, an Indiana Jones movie. And yet there are things about both of those that I know you will like because that's, of this, probably because of these shared things. What, what are you, you going to throw my way? What, what, what are you going to test me? What do I not? What do I not know? Well, we were just talking about how you haven't watched Mrs. Maisel. I haven't watched Mrs. Maisel, no. In fact, it sounds like you've almost intentionally avoided Mrs. Listen, Maisel. Listen, what else? Sprouts? You were talking about sprouts. Yeah, you're, sprouts. Lentil sprouts. Lentil sprouts. So... I don't understand. Is this like, do you put this in a salad? Are they like a you side dish? You can put dish, them in a salad a or you dish. can put them on a sandwich. Have you ever seen Back to the Future? 
I have actually seen Back to the Future. Oh, I'm kind of disappointed. I know. Again, there's ways that our tastes overlap, but then there's also things like the fact that you have some kind of vendetta against Beverly Crusher that I just don't understand. I just think she's a bad character. I just don't think there's anything there. But what? Like how? I don't understand how you can see what I've seen and come to that conclusion. I don't. <laughs> it's Troy all the way. I, I don't know what to tell you. So how are we going to do this, Alex? You're going to suggest a thing to me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to have some time to explore that thing. Whatever that thing may be. In the middle of the episodes, we'll do sort of, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you into this month? Because how can we not? And while that's happening, I'll be researching your thing. And then we'll come together. We'll talk about your thing. And then we'll end that episode with me telling you, okay, well, now you have to watch Magnum P.I. Or Murder, She Wrote. Something like that. I have never watched Magnum P.I. Here you go. But have you tried? I- the podcast <laughs> with Nick and Allie from the David A. Howe Public Library.